You're listening to the Gibby Five Podcast, episode 125, Lockdown Edition. Dun, 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 dun. Podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. We talk about pop cultures, nostalgia, movies, music, and being stuck in a house for eight days or something. Going out of your mind. I still get uh, to go to work. I've been actually kind of enjoying working from home in a way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's been it's been kind of kind of nice. It's been kind of chill. It's actually it's nice because I'm you know just teaching via webcam. And I just, it's, I tend to do, I'm actually seeing the students more because I just kind of, I'm so bored that I just keep my, I just teach like 24 seven. But anyway, you guys have no idea who we are. If this is the first random time you're listening, I'm Greg and I'm joined by yet socially distanced from Rob. I'm going to upgrade your hammer and your screwdriver. (laughs) Inside joke. Just pretend you guys get that out there. Uh, Jimmy is our other host. He's not going to be joining us tonight because we have an impending lockdown in Orange County where at least me and Jimmy live. And uh, he needs to go out and gather as many vagrants as possible because he has his pre-summer solstice rituals where he, you know, may or may not sacrifice them to his God. Uh, So he has to go out and get God. Yeah. He has to go out and get all them before this whole lockdown thing. Because during a lockdown, vagrants, Always find a place to go. So instead of Jimmy, we have a friend of the five joining us, Mr. Scott McLean. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate the job offer. I lost mine on Monday, so thank you. Can't wait to see what my paycheck is. It will be nothing. (laughs) You get nothing. Uh, Rob, your paycheck is going to be Rob. will do the remainder of the podcast shirtless. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) You should have. You Don't should have read the contract. You should have read the contract before signing it. You had me at hello. <laughs> you, that, that was a pale stomach. You had me at shirtless. <laughs> yeah. So this week, uh, there, it's going to be a ridiculous week because mo- for the most part, we either work or sit in the house, uh, and on and we're being forced to. So we're a little punchy, as you can see. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. At least I am for a little while. Uh, and a movie that I vaguely remembered existing from when I was a kid, Tag, The Assassination Game. And, you know, when you when you suggested this movie, I totally was like, that's not from the 80s. Because <laughs> I was thinking about the Tag the tag movie that came out with a like couple the, years ago. With, like, the three best friends that yeah. grew up. And, yeah. yeah, Jeremy Renner and uh, uh, what's his name from The Hangover? Uh, John Hamm, I think, was in it. And, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, uh, uh, yeah. Bradley Cooper. No. Right? No, not Bradley Cooper? No. <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, the guy that was also in The Office. The dentist. Yeah. Him. Okay, anyway, move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is a review show. Don't tell me what to do. There will probably be spoilers. We'll try to avoid any major twists, but 
yeah, I mean, let's face it. This movie came out a long time ago. But if we happen to be talking about something you haven't seen, read, or listened to yet, use your indiscretion, come back later, whatever, send Greg hate mail. We don't care. Movies just this movie is so good it's free on YouTube, so good, so good. They wanted it to be released to the masses. So let's. But the quality is so grainy. Oh yeah, (laughs) so grainy. Uh huh. There were scenes. There were there were times I was like, "What am I looking at? I don't." It looks like one of those one of those paintings where when you're up close, you see like a white line and you're like, what's that? And then you back up and you realize it's like a truck driving through the rain or something. Yeah, it's like, what is okay? Yeah. So there is not a huge amount of news We're we're not going to sit there and list everything that's been canceled or postponed or whatever. But a little bit of news that I happened upon that I was super excited about is they released some Mandalorian casting news. They did. Uh, the first one thing that they said was they actually this now they keep on this is a big big story for when it was released it was released at like midnight one night I may or may not have read it in the bathroom there's no proof <laughs> but I did read that and then you used it as toilet paper because you haven't got any I have all of the toilet paper thank you I shop at Costco I, I buy toilet paper once a year unless Rob visits at which point I have to buy it twice. Are you are you eating it daily? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's good for the good fiber. I think that's what everyone's doing, right? You you feed it to your butt daily. Yeah. So we uh oh so uh. <laughs> <laughs> he too shops at Costco, but anyway, we got uh, a little bit of information here that Ahsoka is going to be on the Mandalorian some way. It could be a voice. It could be a background character could be a main character we don't know ahsoka of course is one of our favorite characters from the star wars trilogy that has never been seen in live action been heard in live action now yes but uh she will be appearing on the mandalorian most likely now it was not completely confirmed it was a person from abc that released this information and they think that rosario dawson's gonna play her which actually is another thing that I kind of like. Some people have done some fan art. It looks really good. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited about that. I love Rosario Dawson in Daredevil as mm-hmm. like the nurse character. Uh, so that was the first thing. And I was like super excited about that. And then I was even more excited to see that Michael Bean is going to get cast as a bounty hunter in this. And Michael Bean from all of the great 80s action movies or most of the 80s great 80s action movies. I was very excited to see that. Was was he the? Uh, am I thinking of the right guy? Was was he the guy that was in um, Tombstone? Yes, he played the the wealthy guy. I think so. Yes, the mayor or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Because someone was like, "Well, I haven't seen Michael Bean since the '80s," and some some on when I saw the story, so that was like the first comment. Someone's like, "You have you never seen Tombstone?" And I also cannot spell Michael. He was in Aliens, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been in stuff recently. A, a lot of TV things, but, but he is awesome. He was... Uh, I'm seeing where... Yeah, he's been... A, oh, Terminator. He was in Terminator. Yeah, 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 he was in Terminator. Aliens. He was the main guy other than Arnold. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh... Wasn't he the guy that in Tombstone that went up against Wyatt Earp? 
It was, he was uh, Johnny Ringo was his name. Oh, he was Ringo. He wasn't the mayor. Yeah, he was. Uh, I'll be your Huckleberry. Yeah. When at the end, when he goes out and confronts them, and they have the shootout in that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, Johnny, you yep. know Daisy. You know Daisy. It's hard. Man, that movie's good. I haven't seen that in way too long. So the, movie most, action. the most exciting thing that I've seen this week was the Rita Wilson rap of Naughty by Nature's Hip Hop Hooray almost flawlessly, the whole song. Really? So to uh, to commemorate her recovering from the coronavirus. So if you guys get a chance, check that out. It's I did not pretty, get a chance to see that. It's oh, pretty sorry. impressive. I love those two. Hmm. They're adorable. So uh, anyone else have any news, Rob? No? No news. I don't think so. I I just I I do know that that MegaCon has officially been postponed. Mm-hmm. MegaCon has moved from the weekend of my birthday. Unfortunately, it was going to be a nice birthday, but now it's moving to June fourth through the seventh. It's okay. I'll make it up to you on your birthday. I am going to leap naked from a cake. Ooh. I hope yeah. I get to be there in person. You cannot because we are going to be locked in our own houses, so I will just be leaping naked from a cake randomly in my kitchen. And, and, then, and I will be standing outside the sliding glass door, and then you just rub the frosting on the window, and I will try and lick it off the window from the outside. That works. That works. <laughs> and we'll just hope my wife doesn't walk in the room. <laughs> so, oh. I decided to do a game tonight. Oh, God. Uh-oh. And... I will tell you why. Because Jimmy's not here. Screw him. No, no. Well, Jimmy was supposed to be part of this game. And so this will be interesting because when I was looking for information, I found this tagline. This time, the butler didn't do it. And that tagline was for tag the assassination game, which we're going to talk about later. Really? That's what they went with on their poster. There was no butler. Exactly. Oh, whatever. So I decided to try to find some of the worst taglines for movies that oh, are God. Re- relatively famous. <laughs> All right. Can we phone a friend? Uh... And I will need Jimmy's number. <laughs> So I decided to find the worst taglines for movies that you most likely know, and we will see how this goes. Almost every one of these movies is is something that is right up our alley. Okay, but I will give you—I will just give you a, a relatively easy one. You can't handle the tooth. You can't handle the tooth. Few good men. No, it's got to be. It's got to be a comedy. Yep. Um, this is one of the easy ones. Yeah, it's got to be a comedy, and it's got to be about teeth. Um, is it? Is it the mask? No. You could probably smell the answer. Oh, the tooth fairy. There you go. I'll give you that one. With the rock. Yep. When you can live forever... What can you live for? Highlander? Nope. Live and die in LA. Also, no. That would be Twilight. 
Oh my god. I was gonna say Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> this I thought actually... you said these movies were up our alley. Twilight is not up anyone's alley. You saw it. <laughs> I actually yeah, saw but it, it wasn't. Okay, it wasn't okay hold on. Okay, ready? Right. Uh, this one's actually pretty famous. This time, it's personal. Scrooged. Jaws 3. Jaws. Yep, Jaws 3. It's Jaws the Revenge. I think that's Jaws 3. Hmm. Scrooged. Jaws the Revenge is 4. Okay, well, cool. I'll give you it to you because, yeah. Uh, there Thank is one I, of course, put in here for Jimmy. The park is open. Oh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Uh, it's as real as the feelings you feel. Princess Bride. Yeah, see, up your alley. <laughs> that one is, yes. Believe in angels. Angels in the outfield. No. I not even guess that. Uh, this movie actually sort mm -hmm. of took place in Detroit. Gross point blank. Uh, think uh, Killer Mimes. Killer Mime. Oh, Bruce Lee's son? Yep. The Crow? Yep. I'm, I'm giving that to Scott. Yeah. Guys. Okay. Okay, then... Okay, some of them get really bad. If it bleeds, we can kill it. That's been a line in so many movies. This, yeah, but this is—I'm sorry. This is something that was in the the commercials and on the posters as well. Uh -huh. Alien, close. Predator. Predator. Pre yeah. Actually, I wrote down Little Women. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I also did this at like three in the morning. So let's see here. Uh, this one is so bad. Nobody does it better. 13 times. Dumb and Dumber? No. It's a, it's a series that has had at least 13 movies, if not up to like 24 at this point. Friday the 13th. That would be Octopussy. That is the That was the tagline for Octopussy, James Bond. Nobody oh does it better 13 times. Like, really? Oh my god. Yeah. And let's go with... Uh, Somewhere, somehow, someone's going to pay. Payback? Get to the chopper! That's really? Not, it's Commando. Yeah. That's what they want wow. for Commando. Yeah. What most people call hell, he calls home. There's a theme here. Spawn? Yeah. If one, if Commando is, it's, it's related to Commando, sort of. Um, most people call hell, he calls home. True Lies. Rambo. That was the tagline for Rambo. Oh, wow. And I'll do one last one. All right. Don't make plans for Sunday. Any given Sunday. No. You actually said this one earlier. Recently. I did? Yes. It's a play on the days of the week. Friday the 13th. That really? Was, that was the tagline for Friday the 13th. How in the heck? Oh, God. Did it, well, okay, wait. Was it released? Well, uh, I was going to just be really 
dumb and say, was it released on Friday? <laughs> Maybe. Don't make plans for Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh. yeah, this was like ridiculous. I was looking through them and I, I actually checked. I had to double check all of them because they were so bad that I thought they might have been like wrong. But that, yeah. So you did about as good as anyone could have done on that. I wow. So, yeah. So there you go. And you guys playing out there. Hopefully, you did better than all three of us did technically. So because we did terrible. Yeah. Okay. Oh no. Oh. I bet all these taglines were written by someone from Florida. Oh boy. Because people in Florida do stupid shit. Yep. That it's probably time. means it's time. Mm-hmm. W T F. Yes. Welcome to Florida. We're, we're going two quick ones. I was again, like you had the problem last week. I mean, we we're trying to find stuff that gets your guys' mind off of all of the craziness going on in the world. So I tried to find a good Florida story, which is hard. Uh, but I did find one. This was from Tuesday, March 24th, so yesterday. Ooh. Yeah. 9.43 a.m., so early in the morning. In West Palm Beach, Florida, right in Rob and I's backyard in the past, uh, a drunk Florida woman survived being hit by a train after she fell asleep on some train tracks. She Damn! Yep. So now, she was, was a- asleep on the train tracks, and the train hit her and didn't kill her? That was a slow-moving train, but it did actually hit her. Uh, she woke up. Ne- I guess it pushed her off the tracks rather than running over her. Uh, she was hospitalized and had uh, no th- life-threatening injuries, just some abrasions. All I could think was that you know you like like cockroaches. You just can't kill a Florida man or a Florida woman. They're invincible. <laughs> they really are. So that was that. And what's weird is in West Palm Beach, I kind of would assume where that was. There was a lot of bars right next to the train tracks. So I kind of understand. Like it happens a lot where people get hit by trains, but usually the story isn't as good as that. So I did want that is a little bit of good news in Florida sense. Uh, the other story I found while looking at that story, this one was on March 13th. Uh, and it's we have a theme here. Uh, a Florida man was arrested on Tuesday after standing naked in his driveway and hurling rocks at passing cars. Did we talk about this one? I don't remember this one, no. Okay. His name is uh, Doi Khan. D-U-Y-K-H-A-N-H. Uh, mm-hmm. He was 30, 34 years old. He was completely naked in his driveway. He looks a little bit like uh, kind of a methed out version of, um, is it Odd Job from Austin Powers? <laughs> Odd Job is from... from um, James Bond. James Bond, yeah. Random Task. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'm mean, actually the real, the dude that plays Random Task, I think, is in prison now for like murder. Excellent, but not from Florida, so it doesn't matter. Uh, so yeah, he was seen throwing rocks, hitting multiple cars that passed by. Uh, he was arrested and charged with exposure of sexual organs. Uh, oh, this was uh, was this in Orlando? Might have been in Orlando. Not assault or anything. Oh no, it was Brevard. Yeah, Brevard. So it's you know right near right down the street. Um, no, that's about it. That's uh. Just because he, he probably did some damage. Maybe the people that 
maybe the people whose cars got hit just kept on driving so they couldn't charge them with that. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure that once he gets booked and people see it, they're like, oh, that idiot threw a rock at my car. So, there you go. People are being locked up in their house in Florida, and, you know, you have to... They've uh, got nothing better to do than to throw rocks at passing cars. Yeah, and then take a nice nap on a train track. Yeah, bars have been closed in Palm Beach. How, how did she end up drunk on a train track? Whatever. Well, a friend of mine sent me this the other day because they knows I have a lot of friends in Florida that um, back the end of February, the Central Florida um, Police Department offered a unique solution for stopping the spread of coronavirus. Tavares police asked people to bring in their methamphetamine so that the department can test it for coronavirus. So I, I saw that actually in Arizona as well, and I'm, I guarantee someone did it. Like I didn't hear specifically. Did somebody but, actually bring it in? Uh, there's no reports, but um, yeah, it's it's a good thing. I think everyone that's listening that if they do methamphetamine, they should take it to their local local police department to have tested. Well, people that decide to do meth above and beyond any other drug out there is probably not the best at making good decisions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they probably yes, they would absolutely bring it in there. But so that that is WTF. What the fuck? Or welcome to Florida. I'm going to talk about Jay and Silent Bob reboot now. Uh, did you guys get into the Kevin Smith movies back in the day? Not really. I I I always felt that like Clerks was overrated. Everybody talked about how funny it was, and I was like, eh. I was I was annoyed as shit at Dante. Like the whole movie, he was just so annoying. I, and I could I couldn't take it. I was like, this is this is terrible. I can't I can't watch a movie focused around this douchebag. I'm done. Uh, 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 Scott, sorry, I must said Chris because I was reading Chris. I just compared I, you to Chris Hemsworth there mentally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I will not be raising my shirt. Um, so uh, no, I loved Clerks. I loved Mallrats. Um, I I, I, I like Mallrats a lot actually. Um, Mallrats was my was one of my favorite. I figured Probably. out that I'm one of the people that cannot see the picture in those pictures. I couldn't yep. see the schooner. I'm sorry. It's a, it's a sailboat. <laughs> it is. That's why. That's so. But uh, no, I, I I liked them. I um, that's I think that's what to me the comedic value was is Dante was so annoying. So mm-hmm. and I had a friend growing up that I think that character was based on him. Yeah. So his name is. And Jay you were friends me. with him. Yep. Yes, I was. So you didn't, you didn't have a lot of options. I take it. Uh, Catholic school, small classes. Eh. All right. What can I say? Yeah. So, I I was a big fan. I I, I enjoyed Clerks. I really liked Mallrats. I really liked Chasing Amy and Dogma. Um, and then I sort of fell off. The the I like Clerks too. Clerks two, Clerks two is funny. Actually, Clerks two is better than the first one. Yes. Um, but so I kind of fell off. You know, there's there's a few other movies that he did, like, like you know, Jersey Girl and Cop Out and things like that that didn't do so great, and the this the humor didn't translate, and it was it was kind of weird. But shit, was Cop Out Kevin Smith? Was it Cop Out? I th- it was with Bruce Willis and Tracy yeah. Morgan. Yeah, it was Kevin Smith. I just watched that the other day. I I like that movie, so that's that's one that I do like. He he actually 
I think he liked that, but him and Bruce Willis did not get along at all. I can see that. I, I can see it too. But anyway, so Kevin Smith, if you guys out there don't know, he's director, basically did clerks on his credit card, became famous, got a bunch of money, then started doing bigger movies. Those didn't do so well. And then he basically was just doing podcasts like us, although he was actually making money from them. Unlike us. Yeah. And uh, so he's making money and doing podcasts and doing a few TV shows and producing things and all that. And then he had a heart attack about a year ago, maybe. And it was a bad one. He almost died. And in doing, and he had, he's worked with a lot of people that became really famous later on. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and Mm -hmm. Chris Hemsworth and all these other people. So he, uh, he had this heart attack and he had already said that his last movie was going to be yoga hosers, yoga hosers, which wasn't very good. And he, one of his thoughts as he was having his heart attack or recovering from it is he's like, that can't be my last film. <laughs> so when he got out, he decided he was going to do Jay and silent Bob reboot, which came out uh, October 15th, 2019. Uh, that was a limited release. Cause when he released it, what he did was he would actually go to the theater playing it and do a question and answer session. Then you could watch the movie with him. Kind of fun. And now it's on Amazon Prime for free. So since I had nothing better to do, I watched that amongst all the other things I've been watching. And it was interesting because I liked it. It gave me the same feeling as uh, as like I had when I watched those movies back then. And like the cast is awesome. It's Kevin Smith, Jason Mewes, who's Jay, Jay and Silent Bob. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Affleck is in it. Diedrich Bader, who we've talked about a lot. Uh, Jason Biggs, the pie fucker. They literally call him that in the movie. Uh, Matt Damon is in it. Uh, well, Shannon Elizabeth is in it because she was in. Uh, was she in Clerks Two or was she in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? It might have been Strike Back because I, I think she's in Strikes Back. Clerks Two. Yeah, uh, David Dasmauchin, if you know him, he's the he's the the Baba Yaga guy in Ant Man. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is in it. Chris Jericho is in it. Chris Jericho plays a uh, a KKK Grandmaster in it. Oh wow. Val Kilmer's in it. Jason Lee is back playing Brody. Joe Manganiello's in it. Uh, and his daughter, Harley Quinn Smith. I actually thought, like, I don't think I would have loved this movie two, three months ago. But mm-hmm. I enjoyed this movie, like, now. Um, Rob, stop squeaking. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it, really, yeah, it really brought me back. If you, There's a lot of scenes that go back to things like Mallrats and... Uh, and the one thing it reminded me of is Joey Lauren Adams, because she's in it. Oh, I, I, I love I, Joey Lauren Adams. I totally forgot about her. I was and Chasing Amy. That was that was the only reason I watched Chasing Amy. She was in Chasing Amy. She was also in Mallrats. She was the girl in the dressing room. Yes. That, 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 well, that was also the only reason I watched Mallrats. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, Joey Lauren Adams, I had a crush on her in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And then her lawyers got involved. Anyway. And there, there may have been papers that were signed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they, um, well, there's one of the, the ongoing jokes. So basically, real quick, the plot. Um, basically, uh, uh, Jay and Silent Bob, who are actually different than Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith in the movie. They play both. They, Jay and Silent Bob find out that they are rebooting the Jay and Silent, the Blunt Man and Chronic movie that they had been in or was based on them. And 
in this reboot, they're going to do like a Marvel style super reboot with like a bunch of big name actors and stuff like that. And Jay and Silent Bob realize they're not going to get paid for it. So they want to go, they're going to go across the country and sabotage the movie. When, as they go across the country, they basically run into all these people from their past. One of which is uh, Shannon Elizabeth's character who Jay uh, slept with in the previous movie and realizes he has a daughter who is actually played by Kevin Smith's daughter. And the ongoing jokes were, Harley, her name is Harley Quinn Smith, by the way. She actually, yes, J, uh, Kevin Smith actually named his daughter Harley Quinn. Excellent. Uh, yeah. He, uh, the ongoing joke is she can't stand Kevin Smith because he's constantly putting his untalented daughter in all of his movies. <laughs> and they, they go back and forth on it so much that, it, and like, it's so, it's, it's really funny the way it, it plays out. And it's like, every time it comes up, it it makes me laugh because that's the and it's weird because it's basically a making fun of reboots and re you know redos and whatever while it is in fact a reboot itself mm-hmm. um it's about an hour and a half or an hour 45 minutes and it's free uh if you liked those previous movies i suggest seeing it it's fun um if you don't like those movies i would not suggest you see them because it definitely goes back that to that type of thing so Jay and Silent Bob reboot. If you're looking for something you can kind of put on in the background, you could definitely watch that. So Excellent. Yeah. And I think due to the fact that everyone's been kind of busy doing stuff and getting their lives back in order, that is really our only regular review. But now we've got a mo- the movie, as I said, that I kind of forgot that it existed, except I remember two parts very clearly. That is Tag the Assassination Game. Which I believe was released in 1982. I forgot to write it down. It was. It was 1982. I don't know the exact date. It April. is dur- it is April of 19- 19. Wow. We have a a tag the assassination game fanboy in the house. <laughs> so it was April of 1982. Yes, uh, it was directed by Nick Castle, who also directed The Last Starfighter. Yes. Excellent. Which we will inevitably cover someday on this on this little show of ours. He also wrote Escape from New York with John Carpenter. And I found out something else as I was watching this. Do you know who Nick Castle also is without looking it up? He was the original shape or Mike Myers. He was the guy under the mask in the first Halloween movie. Yep. So he's a large individual, very stabby. Likes killing the babysitters. Uh, it stars Robert Carradine and Linda Hamilton pre-Terminator 2, or pre-Terminator. And the little synopsis of this game is college assassination game turns deadly as someone starts playing for real. Now, that's a good tagline. That's yes. Not really a tagline. That's a, that's a good explanation. So what did you guys think? Scott, we're going to go with you first. <laughs> well, this one, I'm biased just because of my youth. I was... Uh, what is a ute? Um, I was <laughs> I was at the end of my fifth grade year, um, and we a uh, group of friends, Catholic school, went and seen this, and we had the bright idea that we were going to play this game at our school. So we all went to the local Kmart, bought oh God. guns, took them to school, and I was the brave one and had it out and had it on my desk, and. 
we had nuns that taught every other grade and sister Anne Therese, who actually brought this up. I took her to lunch four years ago. She's still principal of a school here in Michigan. And I took her to lunch and she brought this up about a dart gun that I brought to school. And what, what would happen today if someone did that? Did she swat swat you on the hands with a roar? She walked up behind me and grabbed me by the hairs on the back of my neck and grabbed the dart gun, took me to the back coat room, stomped on the dart gun and broke it and said, how dare I could bring something in there. And I had to sit the whole next day in the office, eat my lunch, everything in the office with the secretary, depending them trying to figure out her and sister Roselle and the principal if I was going to be suspended or not for bringing a dark gun to come up with, to play this game. And I was the only one of five that got caught. So. <laughs> Cause you had it out on your desk. <laughs> what was that? That's I awesome. was worried somebody was going to try to get me, you know, assassinate me. So we did it. We had envelopes and we had a chart just like the movie and everything. It was fantastic. That is, Oh my gosh, you did that. The, and when he's saying dark, gun, we're not talking about like a dart, like you'd play at a bar. It's a dart like the the little glow, neon orange like suction cup darts that we used to have as kids. Not even a Nerf gun. It was like no. the little tiny like rubberized, yeah, those type of darts, which I too had those. And we didn't quite go as far as the envelope, so we did play the game. We'll talk about the plot in a little bit. Uh, Rob, had you ever seen this movie? I had not. I had not. And... You still really haven't because it's so dark on YouTube. It is, it is. But that did not prevent me from seeing how great Lyndall Hamilton looked when she was younger. Mm-hmm. And and it took me probably about 10 minutes into the movie before Scott says told me who he was. I'm like, who is that guy? He looks so familiar. I didn't recognize him without his glasses. Uh, the 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 crazy dude? No. No, oh. the oh. the guy the boyfriend. The, 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 yeah. Robert the Carradine. yeah, Robert Carradine. Yeah. Lewis from uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Yep. And it, I, I was like, who is, I just, it was, it was the whole Superman effect. I didn't recognize him without those glasses on. Mm-hmm. And did you like, recognize, and did you recognize the crazy dude? No. He was one of the doctors from Reanimator and Bride of the Reanimator. Oh, was he really? Yep. Yeah. I didn't pay that much attention. Oh, you put your hands up. Did I, did I jump, it's- cut you off? No, no, no. As soon as you said it, that's uh, the whole movie. I was like, how do I know him? It was like at one point when he was standing there, when he was, it was later on in the movie. We'll again, talk about the plot in a second, but it was later on when he's, when she tells, or when he tells the the crazy guy, like where one of the victims could be. And he's just kind of standing there staring. I'm like, not only is this guy weird, but he's a type of weird that I've seen before recently. And then it occurred to me that it was Brian. It was yeah. from when we went to see yeah, Brian. Yeah, and look at, looking at his picture, I'm like, oh, you're absolutely right. It is. Mm-hmm. I see that. So did you enjoy the movie, Rob? Actually, I did. I did enjoy it. There were there were a couple of things that I was like, yeah. Like like when uh, when he shot the girl and outran the guys running the track carrying her body down. Yeah. I was, I, I absolutely, I made the comment. I made the comment. I'm like, he ran faster than the guys on the track. They, they had to speed up that film because he was running like, like a cartoon character whose ass was on fire or something. The way he was running with like a, with a body slumped over his shoulder. Yeah. 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 I thought that was sort of impressive. So, so the, the little plot here is basically there's a college where there's this game going on where they attack people with dark guns, like, like Scott was saying. 
and you basically you join the game and then people get dossiers where they have to like assassinate you and whoever's last standing at the end gets something i don't even remember uh this movie was on hbo a lot when i was a kid so i saw it like a million times when i was a kid but the two scenes that i remember very clearly the pool was, no it was it was i was so young really i was so young i i had to see it when i was like 6 or 7 Mm, okay. So that didn't occur to me. It was the only two things I remembered were the the line. What is it? Uh, you got to be fast. I can't. I want to get it right because it's it's weirdly worded. You're going to have to be a little more careful if you're going to play tag, the assassination game. When he goes to sign up, and like the he opens the door and all the darts like fly at him. Uh huh. I remembered that, and I remembered when the dude is showering, and the the crazy guy who gets beaten by the guy that was showering comes back with a real gun with a fake dart in it walks into the shower, like aims the gun down, lets the dart fall out of it, then shoots him for real. Cause that mm-hmm. freaked me out as a kid. <laughs> like anytime someone had a dart gun that wasn't like neon orange or red or whatever. I was like, uh, you sure that's a dart gun <laughs> because of that scene. So that was, those were the two, the only two things I remember about this movie. I didn't remember there was a college involved. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't remember. Well, obviously, I didn't know who Linda Hamilton was back then, but I didn't remember her. So, no. The best commentary that Rob had was uh, when the guy hid behind the handrail at the pool <laughs> <laughs> to shoot Nancy in the pool. Yep. I was like, "What the hell is this?" Because he was like, he, he was wide and open. And he was like tiptoeing like a cartoon character. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is that? And then he jumped behind the little handrail for the ladder. And I'm like, what are you hiding behind? <laughs> Stop. Yeah. They, I thought that it, Lauren, who was the crazy guy, I really thought they, they made, they overdid how insane he was. So like, they didn't really give you much information about him, but he just took the game really serious. Like mm-hmm. really, really serious. And he, he couldn't was, handle losing. And, and I also made the, I also made the comment. I was like, back then he would have been considered a little off today. He's just considered a millennial. Dude. Millennials are like 30. <laughs> now. <laughs> now it's generation Z. Uh... They, the, uh, uh, that dude is, when I first saw him and I didn't recognize him yet from being that it was like, and they were like talking about how he wasn't dressed the parks. They think they were kind of going for like a James Bond situation early. And this movie's really uneven because it starts off as like a James Bond movie and then it turns into like a thriller and then it's kind of a romance movie and then it goes back to being a thriller. But it, and then it's like sort of a wacky comedy at the beginning. And so it's definitely, you could tell it's definitely like an early director, directorial debut or writing thing. Cause it, Things it kind of bounces around like thematically, right? But like the first time you see him, they're like, "Oh, you're not dressed the part." And then like they also do this thing where they're where like they have an opening sequence that's almost as good as the James Bond opening sequences, at least for the day. Where it's like this whole James Bond thing, and I'm like, I don't remember this movie at all. Apparently, yeah, it looked like a top secret spy movie. And then if you look at the poster, it looks like a wackety, a wackety, a wacky like Revenge of the Nerds kind of thing. Well, and it was like great. The, the one part where. Lauren comes in and the like head guy in charge of the game is like criticizing him for not stepping up his game, even though he's the champion. Mm -hmm. And Rob points out, they just 
lose total attention from Alex Marsh, which is Robert Carradine's character, and they allow him to go through the files in the office. He's just, he's literally just rooting through room. shit in the office, <laughs> yeah. in the same room, and he's just rooting through shit, and they're just like, oh, all right, you gotta step up, you gotta dress nicer, you gotta look, and that dude was such a caricature too, man. The, oh, the yeah. guy who ran the game was so ridiculous, and and how was, about the little how about the little sexual assault scene? Did you did you catch scene. that? I was Which, like, what the? What it was F? like the last I don't know five ten, well maybe fifteen minutes of the movie, and when Marsh is going into the, the head boss's thing, and then you hear a girl scream, in and you walk office. in, and he's standing at the desk, and the woman's got a chair in the corner. Like, he's like, oh, man, what are you doing? You know, blah, 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 blah. And it's like. Right, like she was fending him off. And then, it, it, you know, and it's it's like, okay, well, maybe the door opening scared her and she grabbed the chair. But then she's kind of like edging along the wall, trying to stay away from the guy. And she's like kind of setting the chair down and like trying to make a break for the door. I'm like, oh, my God, he was going to rape her. What the, <laughs> yeah. f- the hell kind of movie is this? As a, as a side portion of the movie. Yeah, that dude, the 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 guy in the office, like that was in control of the game. He was such, yeah, you're right. He was a character. He was like, they had cast someone else or something. And then they're like, Oh shit, we didn't, he couldn't make it to, to film the movie. We need to get someone from like the drama department. And they well, just what like, I told Rob was is and- he, he seemed to me like the character based off of Dean Wormer from animal house. That's like what the guy was, but like yeah. in a comedic way, you know, with that stern, you know, just no, no chance of reality going around him. He just, does what he wants to do and that's it we yeah, very very dragnet we need you to be dean warmer as a game show host <laughs> yep that's yeah, yeah. that's about yeah. it that's exactly yep. it so <laughs> they yeah he he really that's what i was talking about with like some of the early parts of the movie where i was like that's uh it's that's totally wrong because like some of the other parts are there's romance there's suspense there's there's actually a lot more violence than I remember there being when I was a kid. You mean people getting shot? Well, like, I remembered a lot of cutaways when the shots happened. I did not remember a bunch of heads in a bag. They weren't heads. They were the whole body. He was he was carting the whole body around in that freaking laundry basket. Yeah. Like, and nobody said shit. He was just pushing them around in that giant laundry basket all over campus. It's like... But Rob, you have a bunch of corpses in your garage. How long does it take until like people standing next to them are going to notice the smell? Those those would have started smelling. Okay. They were already turning purple. So the, yeah, the one there was one that was very very bluish purple. Yeah. Yeah, the, they would have started smelling already. One of my favorite, like right on the person that investigates the correct way of doing things for movies, when whoever told him to take the towel and wrap it around his hand. Instead of the end of the gun, when when he's gonna walk down the hallway and and I point out to Rob and he literally takes the towel and wraps the towel around his hand and the gun sticking out the towel and it's like, yeah, okay. Ah. So I have concerns. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just like yeah. wouldn't someone say, "Hey, that's not right." How you would hold a towel? Yeah, you're so. you're doing it wrong. Unless you're Stop. a waiter with the towel draped over your arm. <laughs> yeah. So, but it, it, it's like he's got the gun like this, and he takes the towel, and he goes like this. Yep. He's got the towel, and the gun is like like this. Sticking out the end. And yep. it's like, okay. So, I don't When I was 11, it was a great movie. 48, uh, spe- not so much. 
Speaking of, uh, I believe this might have been my first ever uh, side boob that I ever saw in this movie. When Rob I, I did not see any hey. side boob because it was too dark. I was like, I can't see shit. No, Rob's comment was, is, did she have a bathing suit underneath her bra? <laughs> because it goes right from bathing suit, side boob, or a bra, bathing suit, bra, mm-hmm. side boob, bathing suit. And it's like Rob. Well, like, and, what and what I saw was, I mean, they made this big deal about her sticking the bra out and dropping it on the floor. And then she starts to walk off and she's got a top on. And I'm like, did, <laughs> did she have a bra on underneath her bra? What is that? And Scott's like, no, 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 that's her bathing suit. I was like, what? That's, it was so dark. I couldn't see anything. I was like, that's one of the key parts that I remember from this movie being 11 going on 12. And that was, oh, my Lord, we seen side boob. Yep. And I, I don't remember if I. <laughs> That's my side boob. I think that like I wish we had done this before we started doing '80s movies and all that. But little things that we've kind of noticed throughout '80s movies, like one, the the constant sexual assault by every villain or every businessman in every one of these movies. But the one other thing I noticed is like if you put any actor in an '80s movie playing a college kid or a high school kid and they have a mustache, they immediately look like, like a 40 year old pedophile. <laughs> like yeah. every single one of them, like the, the runner guy, which we talked about mm-hmm. briefly, like yeah. the one girl's boyfriend. Like I was like, this dude is like 38 years old. Why is he on the track team? Well, and how about when the, when the college news report, the college paper reporter sat down in the police station and he started giving names and stuff and he's just reaching over, grabbing, grabbing files. And he's like, what was her name again? Blah, blah, blah. Like he's conducting yeah. an interrogation. I was like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> he's, he's, he's very good at being sneaky by blatantly grabbing things right in front of people that don't want him to grab them. The, uh, uh, Let's see here. Yeah, it's funny because I'm noticing my notes are very similar to your guys. Like, Bleacher Dude runs really fast while carrying a body. And then like, oh, sweet. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. And I wrote, nudity. Oh, wait, because it was that shot where, I don't know if you could actually tell this, but it was a shot where the dude was like off in the distance and they had like a carved out statue in front of him with like out in the, it was one of the statues without the head Mm -hmm. and made it look like he was the naked girl. Yeah. And I was like, why does she look weird? And why is her na- why is her nudity all of a sudden? And then they like change the camera angle. I'm like, oh, yeah. I feel also, cheesy. yeah. Also, just a, uh, another thing that shows up in '80s movies a lot is the inability for white writers to understand just what random black guys do. Because Michael Winslow. Because, like, why were the black guys just speaking fake Japanese <laughs> when they first saw him? Like, I don't, and yeah, and then it turned out it was Michael Winslow, which I didn't even catch the first time. Oh, which he was, was a, making all the sound effects and shit. I was like, oh, God, that's Michael Winslow. At first, well, and, until that part, like, when he started doing the robot sounds, I was like, oh. And I was, I made the comment to Scott, I'm like, this, that would get really annoying really quick. How does he have any friends? <laughs> I wonder if he really does that in real life. Like, like calls up to order like pe- like food and makes the sound of what it would make. Can you uh, chop up some scallions onto that or something? Like no. Ugh. What are what he's doing now? Making vi- noises with his mouth. Alone in his house somewhere. Sadly eating a cheeseburger or something. 
Yeah. <laughs> Making the sound like he's putting ketchup on it, even though he doesn't have any. <laughs> <laughs> the wow, I, I it got really dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Poor Michael Winslow. He's probably doing just fine with all that sweet, sweet police academy cash. The, uh, as I sort of briefly mentioned, the main character was ridiculously creepy, but like, I kind of wanted to know more about him. Like, I want to know what, like the motivation was. I know he couldn't, he had a hard time losing, but I don't know. I kind of wanted some sort of weird flashback or something. It was like mom angrily yelling at him, kind of like a sleepaway camp (laughs) where he was getting berated by something for being a failure or something. I don't know. I wanted to know more about him for some reason, but then again, I'm in drama school dropout. Yeah. Like I wanted to know more and that could be because I've been uh, listening to a lot of true crime stuff recently mm-hmm. because I've, again, nothing better to do as I walk my dog endlessly and she's like, please stop, please stop walking me. But uh, I think that's really mostly it. The, uh, the ending, it takes you up onto a roof, which I totally forgot again. Um, somehow I think it seemed a little anticlimactic. Because I think the guy, if I remember, wait, yeah, the guy kills the bad guy. Yeah. But the thing that I didn't understand, okay, so Linda Hamilton climbs up on on the roof of the door that's on the roof, right? Mm-hmm. That's in, like, the center of the roof, right? Mm-hmm. And she, the guy shoots the other guy from on the floor, and then he falls off the roof. I'm like, did he jump down off of that top roof to get onto the roof so that he could jump over the edge and fall to the ground? I kind of thought as I was watching it, because he turns around to look down at the guy down below before he gets shot. And I kind of thought it would have been better if Linda Hamilton, like, speared him off of the roof. Like Goldberg? Yeah, because, like, you see the way the shot is framed. It's actually framed perfectly for that, because you see her in the background. You see him looking between that, like, X or V or whatever that like right. framework is. And I'm like, oh, okay, she's going to knock him down. But then he gets shot, and I'm like, oh, well, that was anticlimactic. I thought it was great <laughs> how Rob goes about the bullets. Why didn't you check to come for the bullets? And, oh, yeah, was and like, click, was, this, click, 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 with click. The, when the security guard pulled out the bullet and started loading the gun, I'm like, what the hell keeps an unloaded gun on their hip? What? What is that? It's like, As a security guard. Wait, I got a, I got a, load my one bullet into the chamber and I'm like, dude, what? And then he got shot and I'm like, well, there you go. That's what happens. <laughs> Cause you weren't ready. Well, maybe and that was come- the one bullet that he was keeping with him at all times to take revenge on an errant tag, the assassination game player. Probably. He yeah. just didn't have it ready in time. Yep. So my then- question is, is oh, go, go ahead, Rob. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Scott. Was he more upset with the total why he lost it because he got shot because the heavyset goot guy dropped the gun in the shower and shot him or Mm -hmm. that, that wonderful musical ensemble that he created finished in second place. Rob, Rob loved ensemble was a piece of shit. (laughs) It was just a bunch of clicking. He's like, here, this place second. And I was like, what out of two? (laughs) Cause this is garbage. Now, you were actually the only one that submitted something, and uh, you are second. <laughs> you still got second place. Good job. Oh. Yeah. So, 
and then he got up there and 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 I was like I was like it's gonna be the last bullet in the chamber. <laughs> he yeah. didn't check, and he went click. And as he's clicking, I'm counting. I was like one, two, three, four, five. Here you go. Boom. Told you. <laughs> and what is and what I forget what he says. He's like that's not fair or something. I think he said. Oh, that's when not he got fair. shot. Yeah. I can't die. Okay. Yeah. I think he said, I can't die. Mm-hmm. So this movie is definitely a weird byproduct of its time. There's no way in hell this movie could ever be a thing now. No, not even uh, remotely. Not not even close, not even hinted at. And Unless they do it with like knives, but then again, even that wouldn't work because no one would play a game with knives instead of dark guns. Uh, there, there was another movie simu- similar to this that I totally forgot about was Gotcha. And someone had mentioned, like, oh, that movie sounds like Gotcha. And I totally forgot that was a, was a movie that existed. I think it was, like, 86 or something. Hmm. Um, and it was, I think it was also it was based on a toy, oddly enough. But definitely a different era. That's why I was a little shocked when I was like, oh, the shit, this takes place on a college campus? Really? I, I, was just, I always thought it was, like, you know, business world or something. I always thought it was weird that people in offices were, like, randomly playing this dark game. So I don't even think it would possibly be a worth asking a question if they should remake it because no, there's no fucking way. I think the only no way they way. could make it if if it was uh, labeled a like a, a dark a dark horror movie almost like a like yeah, a, if, if they took it from this and turned it into like a, almost like a slasher flick. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Which House, is kind really. of what it was to begin with. Yeah. I definitely had some some suspenseful moments. Particularly because you couldn't see shit on the YouTube version, although it's still kind of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was definitely weird going back and seeing it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, as I said before, this was on HBO all the damn time, um, and it was my—I didn't really watch TV as a kid, which I've said a bunch of times on the show. But it was this was one of the things I saw because all of my friends were talking about it, and we—they were trying to play it. Like that's what we did. We ran around the playground and we played it, and we ran around in the woods. So I had to see the movie, and somehow I was able to, but. Um, so if you guys want to see it, cause you're home bored, it is on YouTube for free. You can look up tag the assassination game and it's up there and you can find some very interesting comments. Actually one person in the comments in the YouTube comments actually said, Oh my God, this movie got us in trouble in school because we all showed up a section cup dark guns and started playing the game. It was ninth graders against 10th graders. We had fun while it lasted. Teachers ruined it for us a week into our game. I knew it drove them crazy. So this person had, they didn't just get in trouble 10 months ago. They wrote the comment 10 months ago. Like, Hmm. And people are like getting really deep. I think Gersh was hypnotized, and that possessed him to kill people. Really? They didn't go. They didn't go that far. That far. And again, my in the back of my mind, you can. This is maybe how Sarah Connor was ready for the Terminator. Maybe <laughs> this is why she eventually dropped out of college because of this situation to become a diner waitress, and that's why she was ready to take on the Terminator. So we're all good with tag the assassination game. I think so. Excellent. So now that leaves us with our last thing. The give me five question of the week. So this one's a little bit of a weird one. Uh, We wanted to just kind of highlight some things that you might be able to do if you are in fact stuck at home. Um, I tried to keep it. Some things that are free, some things that are not. Uh, You can watch tag the assassination game. But 
what we put in this question are what are some underrated gems that you can keep yourself occupied with while stuck at home? So things that are coming out that you uh, could watch. So Scott, did you come up with some? I did. Uh, well, did. you're gonna you're starting it off then because you are the new <laughs> you are currently the new Jimmy. So I uh, I'm still into The Walking Dead. I understand everybody's died and people. Are I too that, so. I too have been enjoying The Walking Dead. I uh, I've taken this time. I did not watch any of the season, so I got caught up. Um, being off this week, so I recommend anybody that's off. That's a good time to do that. Um, number four. In R- real this- quick, real quick. We yep. have a little bit of time here. I did want to ask, uh, or did you see that the the finale of the season is being postponed? I did not. They that's- they announced that today because it is the finale has not been shot yet, so they can't actually do it. So they are going to do it. It might actually be the last few episodes, and they're going to do it kind of like a, a mini special movie in a couple months. Oh, wow. I did not. Yeah. That's That's upsetting, so... Yeah, but so you can I, I've, I've enjoyed right the season. Oh, I, I have too. Now, I didn't watch Sunday's episode, um, okay. uh, but uh, up until that, I've, I've been enjoying it. I like what they've done with it, and uh, it's kind of refreshing from the same old Where's Carl. Uh, yeah. But uh, but no, I've enjoyed it, I've uh, and I'm looking forward to the, uh, the upcoming uh, series that they're coming out with. Um, so, yeah, I've always been a fan. I I collect... Uh, I collect all the memorabilia, Walking Dead memorabilia. Um, Robert Kirkman, nice. I'm a huge fan. Nice. I actually uh, – uh, Robert um, Kirkman is in the Jan Silent Bob movie, by the way. He is. Yeah. Um, I actually drove to the Secret Stash. Um, oh, nice. So four years ago to buy the uh, first um, Walking Dead uh, comic book and uh, because cause Kirkman was there signing. And uh, I went there and bought it and had him sign it. And uh, I got to meet uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Kevin Smith and Jay Muse. That's awesome. So, but uh, so it was pretty cool. So I drove eleven hours to get there, and uh, yeah, that's my uh, my my only comic book things that I've ever bought or whatever. So there's my <laughs> my story on that. So so then number four, if you're bored and something to do, what I've been doing since I'm out of a job is uh, calling creditors and finding out what I can do to uh, to clear <laughs> the air when I can't afford to pay them. So that's something that people should start wanting to do. Um, if you're in the same boat as me, um, sure. it's better to call and ask forgiveness now than forget about it. And they come knocking on your door. Come for you. So uh, getting caught up on the Clone Wars. That's uh, that's a big one for me. Yep. That's number three. Um, and then um, I'm uh, because of a certain person that's in this podcast. uh Harnessed my inner nerddom mm-hmm. and uh, making three cosplay costumes at once. So I'm going to spend this time uh, making uh, cosplay costumes for uh, which I won't be able to go this year to MegaCon, but next year. Um, and then number one is rinse and repeat every day, and that's practice Rocket League, practice Rocket League, practice Excellent. Rocket League. <laughs> so, Excellent. That's that's my that's my five. Nice, nice. He well, picked we actually, up a PS4 I, and we've been playing. Well, that's actually weird that we uh, there was so much variety out there. I was trying to find some weird stuff, and I was and one of them that came up for me was absolutely the Clone Wars. But we'll get to that. Uh, I do happen to have Hulu because I have Disney Plus, but I've had Hulu for a while because I get it for like the four dollar a month version, and they have Community on there, and not a lot of people saw Community. But I've now watched through the all the seasons like three times, two times, two times, two times. 
such an underrated series. It's such an underrated series. There's been so many stars that have come out of it. Um, the directors and some of it. Well, first of all, the guy that created the show went on to create Rick and Morty. The um, one of the directors is the uh, uh, the brothers that do the Avengers that did the Avengers and uh, Winter Soldier and all those. I forget their names. Either way, they do all those. They're and they're awesome. Um, so community, if and if you watch it straight through, there's ongoing jokes that will take place over m- many many episodes. So like they did a joke, I, and I might have said this on the show before. They actually did a joke where they said Beetlejuice in an episode, and then like two years later, they said Beetlejuice again, and then like another two years later, they said Beetlejuice again, and they actually had a dude dressed like Beetlejuice walk around in the back. And like appear <laughs> after the third time, like little, little things like that, a little weird in things. So highly suggest that show. If you've not watched that Clone Wars, number four, I only saw a few of the seasons, so I need to catch up with that. And there's a brand new one that's still coming out. So mm-hmm. animated series. Uh, if you want to know who Ahsoka is, if you're like, who's this Ahsoka person, this moron's talking about, uh, then check out Clone Wars. There is a country music documentary by Ken Burns, which I have mentioned. Whoa, be careful. <laughs> the way I phrase that. Uh, yeah. Rob, you know, you know my opinion of country music. So just the the fact that one of the things I highly suggest watching is this country music documentary really speaks to how good it actually is because I am not a country music fan at all. He is not. Uh, but this bring this tells the story of it, and it tells – the history of it and of the musicians and what it means to this country. Um, and it's very, very well done. So I highly suggest that. Uh, this this is not a big surprise. This is not underground or anything like that. Actually, sorry. This next one, you have to have the WWE Network, but you can get it free for a month. I, I come and go with wrestling. Rob, I know you do too. Um, mm-hmm. You've more on the go side recently. Uh, we mm-hmm. we kind of both watched it back in the day, I think, when it was like a little more aggressive. Uh, Scott, do you watch country at all, or watch country? Watch uh, wrestling at all, or have you ever watched wrestling? Um, I did, but um, I'm the old school British Bulldogs, DDT. You know, I mean, the old school. Yeah, so, so that's doom. Yeah, that's kind of where I was too. And then I, I used to make fun of wrestling for a very long time after after the '80s when like the '90s were happening. I kind of made fun of wrestling. And then I, when I graduated college, I had a group of friends. We would get off work at Blockbuster, which we've talked about. And we would all get together and watch it. And it just became such a fun thing. It was when The Rock was really big. It's not that old school, but either way. Then there was a, Then I stopped for a little while. And then when I moved to Orlando, it was when I was living alone. So I was just like, ah, you know, something to watch. And there was an era called the Ruthless Aggression Era. It was about from 2001 to about 2000, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, whatever. And what had happened, what had happened? Was that when Edge was, was the champ? Edge, uh, John Cena coming up, the, Mm -hmm. uh, the biker version of, uh, Undertaker, Mm -hmm. Kurt Angle, uh, introduced, it's when Randy Orton came in and, uh, all those guys. So it was, it was just after the Attitude Era. So what happened, yeah, what happened in the Attitude Era was, they wanted Stone Cold Steve Austin to put someone over and basically told him in a way he didn't like. So he walked out right before a big pay-per-view and basically left wrestling with no huge star. He was, I mean, he had been badly injured 
knees and all that stuff, but he left. Mm -hmm. So they had literally no star. So the Attitude Era was coming to an end. The Rock was kind of uh, very clear that The Rock was going to be going to, to Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So they call, Vince McMahon put up, basically called all the wrestlers out around a ring. And I remember this. I was I remember watching this the night that it happened. 9-11 um, had just happened not too many months behind. So it was kind of in a weird place. They were doing very weird, like, silly storylines. You know, mm -hmm. like, like, you know, uh, they had, like, old dudes that were supposed to be like killed and had erections underneath the blankets and like live sex shows and just the stupid, weird little things. And so Vince McMahon came out, basically said that he wants one of you guys to step up. He needs someone to take the, the mantle of where, when Stone Cold left because no one's doing it. There was no big star. And right around that time, Mr. John Cena showed up and really grasped that ring, so to speak, and went toe-to-toe went -to -toe with Kurt Angle in a match. He was supposed to just be a guy. Uh, went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Kurt Angle in a match. It was a very well-received match, even though he lost. The Undertaker, who was kind of the, the grandfather of the, the locker room, basically was like, you're going to be a star, gave him that pat on the back. And it's a documentary about that whole era. And if you happen, it's interesting. It's interesting if you don't watch wrestling too, which I like. Mm -hmm. so like even I mentioned a little bit to my wife who could care less about wrestling at all and she actually thought it was kind of interesting the the business behind it uh, CM Punk was one of the big dudes too so that's on um, WWE Network Ruthless Aggression I, I suggest that and something that just came out this is the thing that's also not a big surprise if you if you have uh, Netflix there's a documentary called a multi-episode documentary called Tiger King Murder Mayhem and Madness it's about a guy who has a tiger preserved somewhere and Rob, if you close your eyes for a second, close your eyes. I want you to picture a relatively flamboyant gay man that runs. Uh, a I'm picturing you. Okay. <laughs> that runs a tiger preserve. You should no longer picture me. Still you. Okay. Still me. Uh, that runs a tiger preserve and, and uh, is a little bit insane about the tigers. What would just describe him other than me? Does he have sex with the tigers? You would think that he does. More of in a, a metaphysical sense. You know? Okay, because that would that would still be you. Okay, so Rob is picturing me. If I when I heard about this thing, I was like, this guy's got to have a blonde mullet, like shaved on the sides. He's got to wear nothing but animal print, uh, so on and so forth. And then I saw a picture of him, and yep, so this thing is called Tiger King. It's about a guy that run, that runs a tiger thing, tiger preserve thing. Uh, there's a woman who doesn't like the way he's treating the tigers because he is kind of sort of breeding a lot of them to for like, mm -hmm. so that there's always cubs around to like take pictures with like Instagram girls or something. So anyway, true story. He, she is basically trying to like get this guy in trouble because he's doing some illicit stuff and he hires a hitman to go and kill her. And that's just sort of part of the weird story. It's, Insane. I started watching it last night. It is the weirdest story. All of the people involved are weird. <coughs> so I highly suggest that because it'll definitely get your mind off of whatever you might have your mind on. So there you go. Excellent. And now I'm going to shut up and let Rob talk. All right. Well, my list isn't going to be near as interesting as your guys' list because I, unlike you, have not shut up in my house and I am still going to work regularly every day. 
Um, my work has not changed. So I don't have all the free time. But um, a, a couple of things that I think are underrated that you should probably check out, and some of which we've actually already talked about on this podcast. Not not today, but in the past, we've actually talked about them on the podcast. Um, I'm going to say at number five, you should probably check out the series Another Life on Netflix, starring Katie Sackhoff. Really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. It's a nice sci-fi, sci-fi mystery kind of suspense thing going on. Yeah. At Number four, another thing that we talked about, I'll say you should catch up on Love, Death, and Robots because they're going to be releasing another season. Yeah, soon. So so I would say catch up on Love, Death, and Robots, although there's not really any catching up because it's totally anthology. So each one of the stories is its own individual story. But still, it's worth a check out. At number three, I'm going to put The Toys That Made Us. They've got four seasons now, I think. So they've got they've got several episodes that you can check out, catch up on, and and it's a lot of it is really interesting. Even for the toys that that you know we didn't play with or we didn't like, it's it's interesting knowing a lot of the stuff that went on behind the scenes. Yeah, I watched the that was actually on my list for a while too. I watched the My Little Pony one the other day, and I, like mm-hmm. I could care less about that, and it was interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's it it's full of like really interesting and 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 interesting information (laughs) (laughs) i lost i lost myself for another adjective there interesting and nostalgic information true yes there you go um at number two i'm going to say you should probably you should probably catch up on clone wars there's a lot to watch there catch up on clone wars and rebels both series both series are available so you can check those out and there's a lot there's a lot to watch so that'll keep you busy for a while but my number one is going to be reinstituting like a family game night. There are lots and lots of fun board games out there that you can pick up and try. One of the ones that I've discovered recently that we absolutely love, and I actually took it over to Greg's house and had Greg play it, and he liked it so much that he bought it for his family. Strip poker. It was very weird. I never played that before. And and now he plays it all the time with his son. Wow, that is not true. <laughs> for, for all of you people out there that are immediately calling that. Anyway, what what is this game, Rob? the The game is called Horrified. Yep, and it's slightly different than other board games in that you don't actually play against the people that you're playing with. You play cooperatively with the people that you're playing with in an attempt to beat the monsters who take their turns based upon um, the, the the cards. Basically, each each time a monster turn comes around, you draw a card, and the and the monsters on the board do what the card says. So it's it's actually a very fun game. It's well thought out. It's well designed, well developed, and it actually gets harder the more people you have playing the game. Yeah. Because if you run out of cards, you die. The monsters win. Mm-hmm. So it's it's actually a really interesting game. I highly recommend it. We've picked up a they're, couple they're of cla- games. They're classic movie monsters, by the way, so it's not too scary for kids. Right. So it's like Dracula, Frankenstein, and the Bride of Frankenstein, Creature from the Black Lagoon, the Wolfman, and the Invisible Man, and the mm-hmm. Mummy. Yeah. You can play against as few or as many of the monsters as you would like. Mm-hmm. 
and each one has their own conditions on on how they win or how you win or whatever so and each of the characters has their own special abilities so it's actually it's it's a really well designed game and it's a lot of fun so check check out family game night yes that was number one that was my number one that does it uh rob i had had jimmy as our contact person but it's not jimmy because he's not here scott do you want to do the contact info Oh yeah, oh, let's it's see. Not, oh, is yeah, it written a, down there? Oh, it's, it's there. Story. It's written there. Yeah, okay, Scott, you get to you get to try your hand. <clears throat> so, I don't know how to intro this. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I don't know. Actually, so you just you can just read it right there. So you can, as always, on the interwebs, find us on Facebook by searching for "Give Me Five Five, Give Me Five Podcast." Give me five podcasts at Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you share, like. Ah, just give me five pod. Give me oh, five give pod me five because pod. they truncated our name, those bastards. That's for another day to tell that story. Yeah. So give me five podcasts at gmail.com for all of your complaints about the guest hosts and um, the storylines of this wonderful podcast. And address um, them to Greg. And address them to Greg. And leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you are using. Nice. And, of course, you can check out our website, GiveMeFivePodcast.com. There's a bunch of stuff on there, as well as access to our store where you can buy T-shirts and whatever else you might want to buy, uh, cell phone cases, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, well, I think that's what we got. Uh, we're not sure what we're going to be watching for next week. It's been kind of up in the air. Uh, Rob, are you the host next week or is it Jimmy? I am. You and are. I've already picked the movie. I've watched it. You've watched it. Do you think you can get it to Jimmy? Do you think he'll get to watch it? I will try to find a way. I, well, I don't know. He's, he said he moved near me, but I'm not sure if delivering a movie to Jimmy is considered. Uh, well, we'll try. Go ahead and announce the movie and we'll see what happens. I plan on having us do Haunted Honeymoon. A Haunted. wonderful classic starring Gene Wilder and Gilda Radner. Yes. A fun movie. It really was. So You enjoyed it, did you not? I did. Excellent. A fun, sweet movie. I'm not usually a big fan of, of Gene Wilder and Gilda Radner for some reason, but we'll, we'll talk about that next week. Well, there we go. And R2-D2 has made it to the building. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, stay safe out there. Stay in the house. Don't be. Don't do stupid stuff. Just, you know, uh, w- wash your goddamn hands. Yeah.